We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What is going on, Rotor Grinders? Welcome back to the Sports Card Grinders show here on YouTube. Uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about sports cards. No, no uh, that's not like an ironically titled name. We're talking sports cards today, bringing back the usual suspects. And uh, somebody making their debut as well, if you guys can check the, the box there, you can kind of figure out who it is. Batting first, leading off, old reliable, uh, returning champion, Simon. What's going on, dude? How are uh, things in your world? Hey, Dean. Uh, glad to be on. Glad to have Chop on uh, debuting this week. He's been uh, pretty heavy in the RG Discord in the sports card channel talking about his cards, and it's uh, cool to have him on the on the show this week. Tell the people, uh, tell them about Discord, tell them what they're missing out on if they're not if they're not joining in the conversation. And of course, it's free to join the RG Discord uh, channel uh, for sports yeah. cards specifically. Absolutely, we got a lot of uh, veteran card collectors and and newbies in there, just kind of sharing mail days, sharing ideas on cards to target, tar- uh, cards to buy. We all use, or most of us use market movers to kind of analyze price action in these cards and figure out what might be good to buy and uh, what we should be looking at, basically. We uh, we had Cam Newton a, a few weeks ago. Uh, Chief and Rhino were pretty heavy on, uh, on pumping that card up, and it ended up uh, going up huge when he got signed by New England. So that was a big uh, a big winner for the Discord channel. Yeah, uh, by the way, you did mention the market movers. Of course, if you guys use the promo code GRINDERS, that's G-R-I-N-D-E-R-S, GRINDERS, you get your uh, 20% off your first payment there at SCI, sportscardinvestor.com. And we will be featuring that market mover tool uh, throughout the show as well for what it's worth. Uh, what are we talking about the show? We'll be talking about, uh, well, Josh, we'll talk about your article in a second, kind of expand on it and talk about some a- basketball players that we are targeting, some cards we're uh, going to be targeting going forward. As of right now, of course, the start of the season about, uh, I guess, the restart of the season is, what, uh, 10 days away, give or take. 
and then uh, NFL around the corner, theoretically. We're going to talk about some wide receivers that we're, uh, we're eyeing as well. Uh, with that, let's bring in Josh Wasaki. And, of course, Josh, uh, talk about, tease uh, your article, of course, here at Tearing Rotor Grinders. Tell the people what it's about. And, of course, we're going to expand on it uh, later throughout the show. Um, yeah, this week's just a, a few guys that I'm targeting right now um, or have been for a while. One will be in the restart. One is not. Um, so he, he's, uh, I think, is kind of a sleeper um, in, in my opinion. So I'm excited to, to talk about him. Yeah, we'll talk about him in a second shortly. And last but not least, by God, it's Head Chopper's music. Are you, did you join the wrong Zoom room code? Like, what, <laughs> Chop, what are you doing here, man? You're in the sports cards now. Now, I used to think sports cards weren't cool, but now that I know that you're collecting them, I know they're not cool. What's up, Chopper? Yeah, let me tell you something, Dean. <laughs> the, whole, the whole sports world shut down because of the virus, and uh, next thing you know, I'm spending 30K on sports cards in a month. It's crazy <laughs> stuff out there, man, but – yeah, it, it's something I used to do. I've always done, man, you know, for like my whole – as far back as I can remember being a kid, collect collect the sports cars and stuff. Lots of gaps in my life where I kind of left it behind and didn't do it, then picked it back up. So it had been several years, like maybe 10 years since I even thought about doing sports cards, you know, this whole DFS thing was going on and consuming my time. And then, uh, you know, the world shut down basically and – and I just stumbled on the uh, RG chat in the Discord one day, and I was like, "All right, let me let me, let me see what I can get into here." And, and you know, of course, if everybody who does it will tell you it becomes very addicting real fast. So, and I just I haven't looked back. So, uh, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out when the real sports start back up, and then we actually have things to take our minds off of it. I don't know how how you know I'm, I might have to hire my uh, my kids to uh, manage my <laughs> portfolio of sports cards, man. Did you get them into it as well, the sports cards? Yeah, the boys I've been trying to, like, I've been slowly, like, you know, giving them things here and there, little little cards here and there, little, little hand-me-downs to get them, get them intrigued, and they seem, to be, they seem to be following suit. You said you spent roughly 30 k What's, like, the favorite thing you've bought so far? Oh, man, so many. Gosh, I can't even – I guess for me it's – probably a thing I just bought a few days ago that I don't even have yet. But like, so here's the thing about it. And I could go, I'll, I'll say this. Like when I first started here uh, a month and a half ago, two months ago, it was all fresh again, you know, didn't know anything of what was going on. And I bought a lot of stuff that first few weeks that I look back and go, dang, that's not my style. That's not what I want. That doesn't catch my eye now, but it caught my eye at that point. But then I spent a lot of time in the RG chat some very, very smart people in there, you know, you know, go for this type of card. Don't go for this card. Don't go for these sticker autos. Don't go for, you know, go, do this, do that. And they really got, and they really opened my eyes. So I, I owe a lot to the, those guys. So I've kind of evolved here. And uh, the, my favorite thing I bought was just a few days ago that I'm getting in the mail pretty soon. It's a, it's a Juan Soto PSA 10. It's a green, it's his rookie from one of the good sets. It's, it's uh it's got his autograph on it and Soto has for my money the best autograph of anybody I've seen so far. I mean, he really it's it's phenomenal what he does with his autograph. It's pretty. And, uh, very pretty. It takes a lot of time with it. And then it's got him to where he's turned in a position you can clearly see his number 22 stand out on his jersey and then right below it it's the card thing is a uh, 22 out of 199. So it's, it's just, everything works out great on that card. That's probably my favorite thing I've bought so far. Does the card by chance catch him in mid like crotch grab? Because that would, I, I think no. that would uh, add the value because that's his, that's his, that's his move, right? That's, that's his move, real. but it's his move. And I know we're not talking about Soto, but uh, it's interesting <laughs> that we could, you know, like I'm sure we're going to talk about a lot of uh, these, these baseball guys, like baseball is like every week there's a new guy now. It's Wonder Franco one week. Let's spend all the money on Franco. Then the next week, Luis, this week it's Luis Roberts, right? Yeah. Like you have to spend everything on Roberts. Juan Soto is younger than all those guys. Like that's ama- it's amazing, and he's already won a World Series and how good he is. So Soto's my guy, man. Uh, I do want to mention, if you guys are watching on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. we got a lot of great interaction in our last video. We much appreciate the comments down there. Like, subscribe, tell us what you want to uh, what you want us to see us talk about in the future shows. And, you know, feel free to comment on what we're talking about as far as this show. That said, uh, wait, Chop, you didn't look at the rundown. We're not talking a lot of baseball. Just a heads up. Feel free to chime in. I, I threw mine in there. I got it in there. <laughs> we certainly can. I'm sure, you know, but week by week that's how it's going to go down. But 
we're mostly focusing on basketball uh, and football. Uh, specifically, let's start with Josh Masaki as far as your article. Uh, expand on your thoughts as far as the article, and then we want to talk about Zion specifically, which, of course, is a sens- uh, sensitive subject. We, he left the, the bubble for uh, a family emergency, and, of course, obviously he's one of those cards out there that everybody wants. And uh, myself, I may or may not have uh, you know, wagered real-life American dollars on the Pelicans to finish in the, the eighth spot and get the playoff spot. So, I mean, I certainly hope his family's great. I hope everybody's well. I also hope that he comes back and uh, the Pelicans pick the eighth spot. So uh, what, what can you tell us, uh, Josh, as far as this uh, Zion situation with New Orleans? I guess a lot of it's just speculation at this point. Yeah, I mean, when that headline popped up on my phone, I was like, oh, no, like <laughs> – that's uh, very uh, uh, suboptimal for uh, for the Pelicans and the card market and just everybody involved. But I, I really I find it hard to believe them not figuring out how to how to get them back by the start um, of uh, you know real real games. Um, and one of the guys in my article kind of correlates to Zion. It's Alonzo uh, Ball, and uh, when they were on the court together this year for whatever, 19, 18 games or so, they were, I think, fifth best um, in the Western Conference for, you know, a pair of players being on the court. So um, I'd really like Zion to come back just for uh, my investment in uh, in Lonzo Cards right now. Um, specifically, one that I looked at in the article uh, was the Optic uh, set and – if uh, I don't know if we have it pulled up, I think Simon's going to do a little yeah. screen share. Screen share as far as what's going on there with the Lonzo card you're talking about. Yeah, so you can see his base uh, um, or his uh, prism has gone up, you know, drastically over the last couple months. But his optic uh, PSA ten is kind of slowly uh, moving along, and you know, if we look at other trends, they kind of um, the increase kind of follows. Uh, more closely than this one. So I think it's a good opportunity to buy uh, the uh, the optic set right now. You know, it's less than 80, 80 bucks for a PSA 10, whereas his uh, prism is touching 200, I think, or just over 200. Um, and I, I think if Zion's back, there's going to be tons of highlights with Lonzo throwing him lobs. Um, and if, like you wagered money, if they do make the eight seed, you know, they're going to – all eyes are going to be on them. They're likely going to play the Lakers. Um, just uh, I think it's going to be really, uh, really good opportunity to get in now on Lonzo. Yeah, for um, what it's worth, uh, James, by the way, uh, one of the NBA reporters, one of the top NBA reporters, talking about the Zion specifically saying he was dealing with leg cramps. Like, I can't imagine that's mm-hmm. the reason why he left. And I, I take him at their yeah. word that I assume there's a family emergency going on. But uh, I don't know how serious those leg cramps may or may not be. First thing uh, is his family and the emergency, and hopefully taking care of that. But and I, under the presumption that he is healthy, uh, I assume you, it sounds like you're bullish on Lonzo. And if everybody's back, uh, the Pelicans, they making the playoffs, they get in that eight spot. I mean, they do have one of the easier schedules left uh, in their eight games left. Uh, even before the the shutdown, they did have one of the easier schedules remaining. So that even they were probably even more likely to make it um, if they had the full season. But I think Vegas has them at like plus three hundred right now. They're only mm-hmm. they're behind the Grizzlies, um, but Grizzlies have a tough schedule, and uh, I would not be surprised to see the Pelicans overtake them. Chop, what's your uh, thoughts as as far as the New Orleans? And... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Chop. Yeah, Chopper, jump in here. Tell tell me it's a it's a good wager on New Orleans at plus three hundred to make the playoffs. I mean, I, I've got the same. I got the very same thing going on there. Okay. I, I, I 100% looked at the schedule, looked at everything going on and said that that looks like a seven and one close for New Orleans. I think they'll make the playoffs. I think this whole format really feels like they've uh, done this for Zion to showcase him, which is uh, then then we go to sports cards. I saw that and said, oh, okay." I was already on some Zion cards. It's time to it's time to load up on Zion, man. So, yeah, when he left the bubble, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get stuck with these things. Not that it's a bad thing. He's going to be a really good player for several years. So, uh, But everything I was geared up to was the start, this restart of the NBA and how much of a monster he's going to be. And uh, that, that really worried me. But, yes, I think they're going to go about 7-1. and one. I think they're going to squeeze into the playoffs. 
is going to be a Zion showcase, and, and I expect big things out of him. Yeah, Memphis is up three games on Portland and, I think, three games on New Orleans as well. And I'm kind of forgetting Portland, but out of the 22 teams, strength of schedule, New Orleans has the easiest schedule left. Now, to be fair, you could say, conspiracy theory, the NBA is doing their best to get Zion in there. You could say that, sure. And they are putting New Orleans on the very first game back, New Orleans versus Utah, and it's not because they want to showcase Rudy Gobert. Like, that's not what's going down there. They want to showcase Zion. Uh, and like you said, the eight games, uh, you know, New Orleans has the easiest schedule uh, amongst the, the 22 Memphis and Portland, I think, a fourth and fifth as far as strength of schedule. Uh, also, you know, just as long as you're within three or four games, they get four games of the eight seed, which I suspect it will probably be Memphis. New Orleans will have to just beat Memphis twice. That's what has to happen, Chopper. they got to play them once and then play them again. There's no home court, obviously. It's all neutral. They walloped them twice during the regular season. And with Zion back, that Zion uh, lineup that they have with Zion and Lonzo and Holiday and Ingram and Favors was just crushing. Uh, and then, you know, six-man Redick as well, too. I, I just think at three to one, that just that just seems wrong. And even five thirty eight was given like what thirty eight forty percent or something like that on it. If you believe in the math and numbers and things of that sort, uh, your thoughts as far as Lonzo specifically, there, Chopper? He's going to be a monster. He's going to be. I mean, I, I'm I'm just like everybody else. I saw the photo of him a couple of weeks ago in the mask. Looked very fit. Looked trimmed down. I expect a monster. I expect a monster performance out of Zion to close the season and then get into the playoffs. And I think it's going to drive his cards. Oh, I, I meant Lonzo Ball. I'm sorry because uh, oh, yeah, Lonzo. Was- I thought you said Zion. Oh, Lonzo. <laughs> You're good. You know. You know what? It's funny. It's it's Lonzo Ball looks fine. I also tried to get on some uh, Ingram, and it was already the, the cards that priced up a little bit already. So that was a tougher. That was a tougher deal, but. Then I even kind of tried to stretch out and get some Drew because I think these guys are all going to benefit from Zion getting all this attention. But Lonzo Ball is for sure the next guy in line right there. I love uh, I love that that correlation with those two guys. When when Lonzo Ball's on his game, he makes Zion better, and Zion pads Lonzo's stats. It's just it's a good connection right there. Josh, you had Zion. a little bit a tougher job here to sell us on the next guy, uh, Josh. <laughs> Oh, you're jumping in there. Yeah, so uh, you want to sell us on somebody that's not playing in these 22 games, yep. 22 teams. Uh, all right, buckle up here, Chopper. Here comes the sales pitch. So I, I'm i pretty hev- – for my stanzas, I'm pretty heavily invested in R.J. Barrett right now. Uh, I've got a bunch of optic uh, base and a bunch of prism base. Um, I just – he's in the best market in the world for sports. Um not too long ago, he was the number one player in the country going to Duke only to be, you know, overshadowed by his teammate Zion. But he still had a good freshman year at Duke that led to him being the number three pick. Now, the Knicks as an organization are just a, a total dumpster fire, you know, misusing him, making him the primary ball handler in most situations where he's really not that. He's, you know, going to be a scorer slasher type. Um, and they're, they were more trying to force feed him like, like James Harden almost. And he's just, he's not there and may never get there, but it'd be great if he did. But I think, you know, he's, he's only 19 still. Um, if, if they can hire a good coach and just turn, turn the organization around, just start, you know, making better moves. If, if they start winning and RJ is their top guy or their number two guy, I, I think his prices are just going to skyrocket from here um, just because of, you know, all those factors. He's so young, the Knicks, winning in New York. Um, I just think it's a good lower risk, um, you know, compared to the other two top guys, Zion and Ja, where, you know, in a couple of years, RJ could be the next Jason Tatum type breakout where, you know, Tatum prisms are almost a, a thousand bucks right now where, um, you know, RJ is less than 100. So um, I really like him. I don't, I don't know if I sold you on it, but um, I definitely see the upside for sure. For what it's worth, it doesn't matter. But he just turned 20 in June. So, yeah, basically he still just, yeah. Uh, yeah, his whole still, rookie still season, good. he was 19. So Yeah. Uh, Chopper, are you sold? Uh, there's a lot of good points in there. <laughs> It's a nice way of letting him down. Yeah, there is. Uh, as as far as our, our, I'm like I'm way underweight on him, and it's not, it's not intentional. It's just that you you really literally can't collect everybody. I mean, you'd really you, 
you have to you have to kind of draw a line somewhere. I think uh, when he first came in, I probably had a, a, the wrong notion of him. Watching him from a DFS perspective, I didn't particularly care for him this this uh, his rookie year, you know, up until the lock into the lockdown. So he didn't stand out to me. But then I, I had heard I heard the same argument. I actually might have been Josh had said something previously about the market and everything. And that got me thinking. So I picked up a few RJ Barrett's. Uh, I don't mind him because of the market and because they are going to throw the money out there to make to make it a good team eventually. And and uh, there's there's upside there for sure. Uh, but I mean, I'm not quite on that train just yet, only only because you just can't collect everybody, man. And there's so many good uh, first and second year players that is is tough. Yeah, everybody's going to have their guy. Yeah. And that is eventually what I see the card market doing. You know, right now it's kind of like the Wild West. You can buy almost anything and make money. But I think eventually it'll plateau. I don't think it's ever going to, you know, I don't think the bubble's ever going to burst. But, you know, I think it'll plateau. And then eventually, you know, you have to do more prospecting. Like, you know, do your research. Pick your couple guys that you want to, you know, invest in, um, you know, strategically. And uh, and go from there. You were uh, you were talking about the coach, and they have a, currently have an interim, interim coach, Mike Miller. Uh, there is strong speculation that the coach is going to be Tom Thibodeau and Chop reference from a DFS perspective. And we love Tom Thibodeau from a DFS perspective. I don't know if the players love him because he's known for running his players into the ground and having a horse voice. The horse voice doesn't matter, but if he gives like R.J. Barrett like thirty eight minutes a game, right? I mean, Chop, that that would be interesting, right? And that, I know that sounds completely absurd, but that's what he did to his a. Uh, his key guys in the past. Yeah. It, it would, yeah. The, the way the sports mark, the sports card market correlates with DFS is pretty amazing. So we, we draw a lot of attention. RJ Barrett would draw a lot of attention when that happens, when that, when that happens next year, thus it'll be attention grabbing in the sports card market also. So, you know, you got to look for those things in the off season. And, you know, when, if the Knicks go out and hire a guy like that, you got to, you know, you got to jump on it. So be be prepared before before the other guys. Simon, you're still with us, right? Go here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's your guy? Who do you, who you want to sell us on? Um, I like uh, Joel Embiid. We talked about him last week as well. I've talked about him uh, in the past as as one of my uh, favorite basketball players. Um, I just think that uh, he's still got a uh, a lot of potential to you know, like the 76ers in general to refocus and, uh, and they've had some rest and I think they can, uh, they can come in and make some noise in the, in the playoffs. And I was looking at the, um, 538 and I see a chance of making finals at 33% for the 76ers. And I think with that, you know, uh, that likelihood, uh, Joel Embiid's prices are still pretty, uh, pretty cheap. I'm looking at a chart right now of his 2014 Prism Basketball uh, BGS 9.5 versus the 10. Uh, there's a population of about 816 on that uh, on that PSA 10. The price just shot up. Someone paid too much for it. They bought it for 550. Before that, it had been going for about 305, 300, uh, 290 range. I think if you can get it in that 300 range, then that's a good buy on the 10. Uh, but I think if you can get the BGS 9.5, if you don't want to uh, to risk overpaying for it, uh, you could get that for around uh, 160, 160 or less would be a good buy on that. Yeah, I just pulled that article on the fly here, Simon, and that's interesting as far as the 538 NBA predictions and you know, chance to make in the NBA finals: 45% for the Lakers, 37% Milwaukee, then 36% Clippers. Next up is the 76ers at 33%, and you know, they've been disappointing. There's really no other way to say it. I think they're the sixth team in the East, but just as long as you get to the finals, you're getting – not getting to the finals, getting to the playoffs. That's all that matters in your life in basketball. Um, they t- certainly have the talent to do it, to make it work. Uh, we didn't. Have, we had this conversation last week, and now that one of you guys were here with us. So I'm curious your thoughts. Uh, Josh, you go first, then you go Chopper. But, uh, Josh, your thoughts on Embiid, but then I'm curious what your thoughts are as far as Embiid specific versus Jokic, who you prefer to invest in. It's a good question. I mean, I feel like people forget how skilled Embiid is. I mean, he's got amazing footwork. He's so big. He can shoot out to the three-point line. I mean, so can Jokic for that matter. But I don't think you can go wrong with either one. Um, 
I would probably lean more towards Jokic right now, um, just because of the highlights and the passing. I think uh, might lead to a little more um, popularity with him. But uh, I like both um, for sure. I, w- I wouldn't knock anybody for investing in Embiid. Um, how about yourself, Chop? Because Chop, of uh, how skilled who, he is. Chop, who's coming out of the East? Is it Philadelphia? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind it if they did, but yeah. I mean, I just I guess we don't really know how everybody's going to respond to the to the restart. But I, I would still think it's Milwaukee as a heavy, heavy favorite, and I think the dark horse is Boston. Yeah. Yeah. What about the Embiid versus Jokic? What do you have for me? Uh, I'd go Embiid right there for a lot of the same reasons Josh said. Uh, I'm not heavily invested in either one of the guys, but Embiid definitely carries the bigger personality. So the off the court thing, maybe, maybe, maybe eventually he gets to be like the Shaq of his generation off the court. So I yeah. think there's a lot of uh, upside in that, and I like I like his game. As long as he stays healthy, he can be a dominator. So. And he's, you know, in Philadelphia is probably a better market than Denver. Not that there's anything wrong with Denver, but, you know, so, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd lean Embiid right there. Yeah, I think they're two of the more likable guys and two of the more uh, most fun players to watch. So it's hard to compare because, like, that's not – Jokic is just – like, uh, nobody else is like Jokic. Like, nobody else has a game like him. Nobody else is built like him and plays like him. And Embiid is just a lot of fun, and nobody's having more fun on the court than him. And, again, he's just – things like the big man just not supposed to do. He's also a guy that learned basketball like really late in his life, if I'm not mistaken. So maybe he's still going to start improving uh, on his skills. But you can also argue like cleaner route in the East to get to the finals as opposed to uh, Jokic in the West. By the way, Chop, uh, I'm not sure about if you know about this, but the Rockets, your Houston Rockets, 12% chance of making the making the finals. Is that too high or too low, or is that about right? It's considering the competition in the West, that's about right. The, the, now, I, I have some Westbrook and I have some Harden. That's just personal – thing uh if they do really well then maybe maybe i can flip some of that but uh they got a really tough they they probably have to face the lakers in one round and then the next round the clippers and then and then you probably get the bucks that's yeah that's a really tough road but i think a slimmed down harden and westbrook with some with some uh, chance to practice together here could could be they could surprise some people you also buried the lead they added the luke richard and mamute so there you go a stopper seriously though dean they they they, <laughs> they transitioned into the small ball and they didn't have eric gordon at the time either so it's they're going to be deep with uh with smaller guys it's going to be a very interesting thing is he going to get much run though for real like i mean i know they've been playing tucker sure. at the five but he's going to play some no, run he's, right he's going to play he just makes them deeper and less tired later in the games he's he's a very good defensive player and obviously can hit three pointers and drive to the basket he's going to be a crucial piece to the puzzle Hey, one of the reasons why Houston only has a 12% chance of making the, the playoffs there in the West, uh, Chop, is because of one of the players you want to talk about. Who's that? Yeah, I want to talk about Kawhi. I, I put down his, you know, 2012 uh, PSA 10. You can see it up there now. Like, I only put that down to – it's one of the trends in the market right now is you you look at certain players and certain cards and, like, they just – man, they go up like – they double or even triple sometimes in a very short, like Kawhi. I think I was looking at this thing a couple of weeks ago with this particular card for a couple grand, whatever. Like I looked the other day and it's up to like three grand. I try to grab one last night, this PSA 2012 Panini Prism and, and it's 33, $3,400. So I'm trying to buy the, the base, the raw silvers and, or the raw cards. And those things are through the roof and every. You know, all the bids I got said are are just drastically on. I thought they were in line with what selling price. And then you go look at it later and realize you got outbid by 200 bucks. So this card's moving, but he's one of the guys. This is one of the teams. This is the team I think is going to win it all. So uh, I'm speculating on this team in general. And if you can't get your hands on Kawhi Leonard, this 2012, this expensive stuff. One thing I've done is I'm 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 picking up Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, nice stuff in LA Clippers uniform. I got some National Treasure stuff. Uh, I don't know if uh, it, it was one of my mail things that, that we were got. I was going to show later, but uh, really nice National Treasure stuff in in Clippers uniforms. Just really nice uh, inserts and stuff. And hopefully, 
if they start to win, things like that will, will fly off the shelf because not everybody can afford those uh, $3,500 rookies like that. I didn't raise a bar like that, Chopper. Everybody, not all of us can win the Million Maker, Chopper. <laughs> I've just about spent it on cards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I hope part of that is uh, Simon, you know, charging you a little bit extra tax because you've bought some cards off Simon, haven't you? He, he sent me some uh, some football packs to open when – you know, about a month and a half ago, it was something I, I wanted to get them anyway. I was going to get them anyway. And I mean, I got them from him and because uh, I wanted to open them with my boys and, and have some fun with it. How'd that work out? Yeah, it was fun. We got some good cards out of it. And I think it was very intriguing for me. Let, let them open up a pack at a time, take turns on it. And, and we had some fun with it. It's interesting. You said you like the Clippers. I like the Clippers versus the Lakers, but I know it's not a gambling show, but like the Lakers at plus 240 and the Clippers at plus 333. I don't understand those numbers. I feel like they're basically a coin toss. I don't know why the Lakers number is that much stronger. So I like the Clippers side as well, too. Uh, Josh, your take as far as Kawhi. Uh, you know, he's a super fun guy. Uh, people love him. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, if, uh, if he wins another title, you know, three different teams, he'll likely be the finals MVP. Um, you know, his, his cards are – probably never going to go down. It, it'll be a good, good long-term hold. Um, if you can, you know, get in the market or get in the price point that you want for Kawhi. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't think you can go wrong with, with Kawhi cards. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, Oh, we did want to mention before we move on and talk about some wide receivers. Uh, Simon, you want to talk about this. We all can talk about this. LeBron, LeBron James, his card sold for Simon, I believe this is a record 1.8 million. Uh, and not just that, but he chimed in on the Instagram talking about how he might have a couple himself. Yeah, Saki actually pointed this out. Uh, okay. The card recently sold for uh, 1.8 million, which was a record. And LeBron actually commented on it. He said, uh, guess who else has two of those exact ones? So uh, LeBron's got a couple of his, uh, his own RPA rookie cards. Uh, this one, the one that sold for 1.8 million, I believe was a BGS 9.5. Uh, and I think there was only two of those, uh, graded ones in exist existence. So LeBron probably has them raw, but, uh, it's, it's pretty cool to, uh, to see him commenting on the card market. Yeah. And I saw Joe Ingles joking about it saying like, yeah, uh, Joe Ingles was talking about how he's got a couple cards that are just as worth, uh, $1.8 million as well. The NBA is the best trash talker. <laughs> Talking trash to LeBron's cards. Chopper, yeah, I, I assume uh, there's 23 out there, Chopper. I assume you uh, have a couple of those as well with all those uh, Air makers. <laughs> I've got uh, I've got no LeBron James stuff in my portfolio. What? I just it just I came. You know, I started doing this again here just, just a couple months ago, and prices are already so so high. Like, I mean, I don't. I just can't. I just can't get. I just can't get behind spending that money right now. Cause I just just other thing I'd, I'd rather have. I know, I know how good he is, and the, the cards won't go down. But uh, that's. I mean, I don't want to use all my money on just a couple of cards. I want a bunch of cards. You know, I want a bunch of stuff, man. Oh, all right, Josh, your thoughts yeah. on that? And you're going to say something else as well. So chime in here. Yeah, a couple things. Just you know, once uh, once athletes start you know, promoting their cards and things like that, or, you know, famous celebrities that have millions of followers on Instagram start showing their collections. I mean, if anybody's worried about a bubble popping, I think this is good, uh, good news for that. Probably not happening anytime soon. Um, and like Chop said with the LeBron prices, like when I first got back into the hobby, LeBron's a guy, he's been since his but when I first got back into the hobby, back in, like November, December, I was like, I really wanted this top scroll PSA 10. At that time, they were like less than $2,000. So I'm like, I'm going to work really hard for the next couple of months, try to flip as much stuff as I can, you know, and pick one up. And, and now they're like 10 grand. <laughs> so kind of, you know, missed the boat on that. Um, and just like uh, Chuck was saying, with like the Kawhi card going up 3X in three months or um, Giannis going up 2X in three months, it's, uh, it's just been a crazy couple months. But it leaves room to invest in, you know, other LeBron rookie cards I've, I've purchased and other, you know, other sets um, other than just the top one. Um, so there's room for everybody to get in on it. Yeah, it can only help, right? It can only help with the guy like LeBron James talking about sports cards. It's not going to hurt the industry at all. So 
Uh, there you go. And yeah, obviously, if you don't have $1.8 million, you can't buy that one in 23 RPA card. But uh, all the other cards, in theory, will be risen up as well just by the attention given to it. All right, we're going to pivot to football. Specifically, we want to talk some receivers. Simon, open it up. Like, for starters, why are we talking receivers? It's because everybody wants to target quarterbacks. And, hey, maybe the receivers deserve some love? Yeah. Um, well, the th- basic theory is old school collectors, they tend to shun other skill possessions, uh, positions in football. Uh, they tend to focus on quarterbacks. It's quarterback robust pretty much in NFL. But you got to figure the new influx of investors, new influx of people joining the hobby and collecting cards. They're going to want more than just quarterbacks because eventually quarterbacks get a little too pricey to uh, to target when you're looking at Drew Lock cards going for close to three four hundred bucks for a uh, uh, for a raw card, I believe, and that's that's getting a little bit too pricey. And I think the next uh, the next level is to uh, to go target those wide receivers because the wide receivers you can get the pretty flashy wide receivers like DeAndre Hopkins and Odell Beckham. You can get their nice RPA cards for under you know, like just a few hundred bucks. So you can still get really good prices on those cards and they're pretty desirable players to own, especially when you consider new people coming into the industry. They're not going to follow necessarily those old school rules. It's kind of like uh, MLB used to be the cards to collect for forever. And and now it's NBA. So so perceptions and, and uh, traditions in card markets, they change all the time. And uh, I think one of those changes is going to be people are going to start focusing on positions other than quarterback. I got my eye on uh, wide receivers. Well, it's a good thing we have somebody fairly new to the industry on the show to confirm or deny. Uh, Chop, do you do you find yourself leaning towards quarterbacks, or do you like not understand that tradition and saying, "Well, I want receivers too," and I don't really care what the the quote unquote rules are? I would love to just collect a bunch of quarterbacks, you know. But I mean, how many Patrick Mahomes are floating out there, and they're already so expensive. And uh, it's not just Mahomes. It's it's guys like like he said, Drew Locke. But it goes all the way to trickle down to everybody. You can't really – if you're just um, marginally in this and you don't have a ton of uh, extra money laying around, you can't get Dak Prescott or Kyler Murray. or These guys are so expensive. So, uh, yeah, I found myself real quick looking at other avenues and, and wide receivers were the next thing on my list. Uh, uh, you can get some exciting players, fun players, and – you know, they correlate with the quarterback pretty well. And it's the same principle. You want the big stats out of the quarterback. Well, then it's going to happen with his receivers. You want championships. So it's going to happen for him too. If the quarterback wins it, so does the receiver. So I like, I like uh, grabbing some receivers there. Yeah. So Chop, you did have some receivers specifically uh, Chark, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, We'll talk about your experience as far as Chark. And I I believe you were selling them on Com C. And if people aren't aware, what is Com C? So I found that early on, and uh, I, I know I know eventually we're going to talk star stock here in a minute or what have you, but they're the, they're basically the same thing. It's I, these things are great, man. These places I think are great. Like you can uh, buy cards, and you buy them from Com C basically, but Com C is selling them for every other buyer like or every other seller like yourself. You you know anybody out there who wants to sell they. They're selling them for you. You don't have to get them shipped right away. You can build up a whole pile of cards before you get them shipped. Or if you're just into flipping, you keep them on the site so that uh, you can flip them and you don't have to worry about any shipping at all. They, they take care of all that stuff. The fees are lower. You don't have to worry about the packaging up and of the cards and all that. All that other. It's pretty straightforward. You should get on there in one, on one of those sites and check it out. It's pretty cool. But, yeah, I just picked up a – there's several guys I'm targeting and one of them just happened to be one day I was like, it's this wormhole, man. Like you, you go down one guy and you start to dig into like Simon, no Simon loves Deontay Johnson. You start digging into Deontay and then that's great. And then all of a sudden you hear there's something floating in the air and you hear a name and you go, Oh, Terry McLaren. Yeah. He's going to blow up too. Let me go down there and get all the Terry McLaren. like, you can do it with like dozens of guys. I just happened one day to be on DJ shark. I was like, had a great rookie year. You know, I expect some big things out of him. Uh, so I bought a bunch of his cards on Com C, And uh, I immediately priced them up to like two and a half times what I bought them for. And I'm just going to let them wait until the football season and let him have those big games and, you know, let him 
and then I was going to sell them. Then I woke up one morning and they were all gone. Somebody bought them, man. They were like, they must've had the same notion as me. So it was an immediate flip and it was cool. I kind of wished I would have priced them higher. I didn't really want to lose them all at one time, but uh, just, you know, you can get guys like that less than $20. You get really good cards from really nice on the card autographs for guys like that, less than 20 bucks. And uh, you're just in a situation where you're probably not going to lose that money. You'll eventually get it back. If they don't do very much, you'll get it back. And if they do well, you'll go double or triple or even more. Josh, uh, talk about your experience with ComC or expand on what they do. And I guess uh, for the most part, I guess obviously you can get the cards from them, but it's a, it's a long process, which maybe we'll talk about later. Uh, maybe too long of a process, but do you have to have a certain uh, like perspective, like being okay with just never seeing the card? It's just like a stock essentially where you own it, but just like in paper only. Uh, pros and cons, basically, of using, of using ComC. Um, I mean, the, some of the pros, like Chop said, you, you never have to deal with shipping or you know, handling the inventory on your own. ComC does all of that for you. Um, I know there's a lot of people that just do that. They buy and sell directly on ComC. They never have any of those cards in their possession. Um, and it's and it's profitable. Um, other guys, you know, buy 100 cards on ComC and wait and just do shipping one time. You save... You know, if you tried to buy a hundred single cards on eBay, you would just get murdered on shipping. Yeah. Um, so definitely, definitely pros to doing that. Um, some of the cons, like some of it's not instant. Like if you're trying to, you know, send cards in, um, you know, to put in ComC inventory, that I've heard that takes takes some time. Um, so this might be more of like the long game for some people rather than just quick flipping if you're trying to submit your own stuff. Um, but definitely advantages to, to using comp C can certainly uh, make money doing it. All right, Simon, uh, you know, chopper kind of sets you up before you give your take as far as Deontay Johnson, which I appear, I imagine is going to be positive. Uh, give your thoughts as far as DJ Chark. Uh, DJ Chark. I like him too. Uh, I think you can get his, contenders optic autograph cards for pretty cheap i see one that went for five dollars and fifty cents which is ridiculous uh i see a uh 39.99 49.99 those are a little on the pricey end i'd, I'd want to target it probably probably under 30 bucks or so but uh, if you look at uh if you look at auctions and best offers and stuff like that you can find recent sales for the cheaper range, like $11. And it's kind of the wild west when it comes to those uh, wide receiver, uh, especially contender optic autograph cards. Um, I had the same, uh, same experience with those Deontay Johnson cards. I'm pretty much targeting those under 20 bucks. Whenever I can see them, I, I try to scoop them up. Um, and I probably have, I think I, I've got about three of them already. I just sent one in to, uh, to get graded at PSA. So, you know, just trying to accumulate, uh, I've been doing it wrong. I've been doing it on eBay. So I've been paying those damn shipping fees for every card that I buy. I should be, uh, accumulating either on Starstock or, or Com C, but I think the, uh, the asks on those, on those sites are a little higher than they are on eBay, which is primarily why I, I try to try to buy them in auctions. A lot of time in auctions, people aren't looking for those wide receivers so you can get them for cheaper than, you know, like the, the typical buy it now prices chopper are you bullish or bearish on deontay johnson i have to be honest whenever uh we first started this thing he wasn't even on my radar and then simon and a couple other guys kept popping up in chat talking about deontay look at this deontay i got i was like deontay and i dug in i was like you know what that might not be bad that might not be a bad investment he, he you know and not to mention for some reason some guys just certain guys have their patches are just better than everybody else's when you get them. And Deontay, for some reason, has these colorful Pittsburgh Steelers patches. And so, yeah, he, he, uh, they sold me on him pretty quick. And I don't mind that at all. Chopper, you're going to love this because I just pull this up on the fly and it just works out perfectly. Uh, Houston Texans fan, uh, of course, you lost Hopkins. 
Uh, he was replaced by. Yeah, I'm not a Texans fan though, but go on. <laughs> oh, you're oh you're a Cowboys fan. That's right. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Okay, so we'll still play along. Why not? But so the you know I I fired up PlayerProfiler.com and talking about the the closest comp for Deontay Johnson, and it's uh this is not well I mean maybe depending on the year I suppose Randall Cobb is the guy. Does that make you uh, excited or not excited? For for me personally, I'm not worried about that. The I, I think Simon is is a uh, Simon is on to something. When he says, uh, you know, Roethlisberger is the is a great quarterback, and they've got a, he's got another run in him. And what is it like those those number two wide receivers in that Pittsburgh system always just perform yeah. really well. Huge. You want to add to that, Simon? Yeah, no. I mean, uh, we've we've seen uh, Mike Wallace come out of there. We've seen obviously Antonio Brown, uh, Juju Smith Schuster. Um, Back in the day, Heinz Ward, you know, like just Ben has made so many stars out of these wide receivers and Deontay gelled well with a scrap heap last year. And uh, Juju couldn't do anything with those quarterbacks, but Deontay was putting up numbers towards the end of the year. So, you know, I, I, I think that him and uh, him and Ben should form a quick connection. And I'm I'm not too worried about the uh, uh, the lack of uh, playing time together when it comes to Deontay, just looking at how quick he gelled with those less talented quarterbacks last season. Yeah, it feels like the dip from Roethlisberger to uh, Mason Rudolph or Devlin Hodges is really, really drastic. And, I, you know, for sure, the value of Deontay Johnson, I think, at least in the, the short term, is tied toward the, the health of Roethlisberger as well. You had somebody else you wanted to talk about, Simon. I believe it was OBJ. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, Beckham is another guy um, that you can get relatively cheap. Um, hang on a sec. I'll call up his uh, one of his cards here. I'm looking at his uh, 2014 National Treasures RPA. Uh, there's only been a few sold in the last uh, couple months or so. Those prices went for $400 for a PSA 10 out of 25 that's an RPA of, uh, of Obel, oh, yeah, Odell Beckham. Uh, another one, uh, best offer was accepted for $400. That was out of uh, 99 So that gives you an idea of, of the cheap prices that you can get on a star like Odell Beckham for an RPA card. I mean, those RPAs, if those were quarterbacks, those would be going for at least, you know, like 1000 1500 or something like that. But just because it's a wide receiver, it's it's you know these 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 prices are super low, and I'm talking fifteen hundred for you know maybe Drew Locke or someone like that, you know, like a, a lesser uh, experience or lesser successful quarterback. But I mean, we're talking about Odell Beckham, who a few years ago was one of the top three wide receivers in the league. He had a bad season last year. He was hurt. Yeah, he was hurt for almost all the last season, and he was on a new team on top of it with crappy coaching so you put him in the situation he's in this year he's had a year to play with uh baker he's he's healthy now uh jarvis landry is actually coming off of hip surgery so i don't think that jarvis landry is going to be competing uh as much for targets as he uh, was dominating last year so i think beckham is he's kind of a sleeper player in general this season it sounds crazy to say but uh especially his cards you know if you can get his cards for these relatively cheap prices when you compare them to quarterbacks, then I think that's a pretty good uh, situation. Can you just expand it for a second? I want Chopper to comment on OBJ, but uh, before that, Simon, expand on what RPAs are. Uh, RPAs are rookie patch autograph cards, and the cream of the crop when it comes to RPAs is National Treasures. Uh, those are the boxes where you buy a box of six cards and it's going to cost you something like uh, a few thousand dollars. <laughs> And uh, you get cards. Uh, some of the quarterbacks, like Kyler Murray and guys like that, they're probably going for tens of thousands of dollars. But uh, these wide receivers are completely overlooked when it comes to uh, national treasures, especially these RPAs of uh, studs like Odell Beckham and even DeAndre Hopkins. I think to uh, to an extent, you can get these these really superstars for pretty cheap. Well, there's no coincidence why Drew Locke's name keeps me mentioning it. There's some foreshadowing going on. Spoiler alert if you guys stay tuned to the end. Uh, Chopper, OBJ, we buying or we crying? Oh, I mean, I, I'd, I'd buy him. I'd be, I, I have a few of him, but, uh, you know, I don't uh, – I, I like to – I tend to uh, keep myself 
since since I've gotten back into the market, I'm keeping myself into the last two years, three years, maybe at most. I don't like to venture six years back. Uh, to me, the cards just don't look as good, and you really you better get you a, a PSA graded card or a BGS if you prefer that, because six years of uh, raw cards flipping hands, going through mail, and you just don't know what you're really getting. So I don't mind it. It's not my it's not my wheelhouse. But as far as that player, I expect a big year out of him. I expect a big year out of Cleveland. So I like, I like the acquisition of Odell Beckham. Yeah. All right. We're going to move on in a second. We're going to have Josh talk about star stock, but before we do that, chop, I want to, do you have a guy or two, a receiver or two that you're targeting you're buying up right now? There's just so many of them. I mean, I go back and forth like every other day with a new guy. I like, uh, but I guess uh, my big one in this off season, getting ready for the NFL is Marquise Brown. I'm I'm all in on Marquise Brown and the cards and the player. Uh, you know, he did what he did as a rookie last year, which was okay, wasn't great. But he's he was clearly the number one wide receiver on the team. He'll be the number one wide receiver this year. He played all year last year hurt. He was never really recovered from from his injury injuries in college. He played hurt. I expect a much bigger year out of him. Baltimore, you know, outside of Kansas City, he, let's set Kansas City side. Who's the next biggest favorite to win the NFL title? In you know, in my opinion, Baltimore's right there. Baltimore's you know, they were close last year. I think they'll be better this year. So, imagine that guy having a big year and Baltimore grabbing that number one or number two seed again and and going to the Super Bowl. I like a lot of more. I got I got a lot of Marquise Brown. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned him last year, and you're right. He did play hurt a ton, and there were some games. You know, from a DFS perspective, we always kind of thought, you know, looking in the, how many snaps is he playing? And he would have like a 30% snap count. And, of course, he'd catch that one 80-yard touchdown, and that's that. And who cares? Like, he already got there. Uh, just pulled up the fly, by the way, for what it's worth. Uh, those are the clear two favorites as well from a Vegas perspective. The Chiefs, 6-1. and one, Baltimore is 6.5-1. to one. Uh, You got anybody else, Chopper? Uh, Simon, do you have a thoughts, uh, any thoughts as far as the Hollywood Brown? I like him, too. Yeah. I think if you can uh, if you can get those cards pretty cheap, go for it. All right, uh, Choppy, good to go. Should we move on? You have a thought as far as Hopkins? We mentioned him throughout the show. Any thoughts there? I think it's a big year for him, but like same thing with Odell. I don't like to venture that far back into uh, grabbing, trying to grab rookies from, especially at, just like Odell, a guy who's switching teams. So, is the Cleveland fans, you know, really going to want the? Uh, New York Giants Odell stuff, or do they want really nice stuff in Cleveland uniforms? Same thing with Hopkins going to Arizona. Do they want the Houston stuff, even though it's it's the rookie stuff, or do they want nice Arizona? So I don't, there's some things there that I just don't have a lot of those guys. But I understand. I think they'll both they're both in for a big year. I never heard that thought before. That actually makes sense, though. I mean, that probably influences the value to some extent. Uh, Josh, a thought on that, and then bring in a. You know, I didn't want to talk about Star Stock. Um, yeah, like I know for certain NBA cards, like if they've switched teams in their career, it, it really takes something like winning a championship, like the the first year that they won a championship in that uniform, like that card could be popular, be more popular than, than other years. Um, so I, I think that will, would probably correlate to, to other sports, like, you know, if the Cardinals win the Super Bowl this year, then, you know, Hopkins Cardinal stuff will probably see a nice spike um, uh, compared to his Texan stuff. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think that would correlate to, to other sports as well. Just title dependent, you know, big season dependent, that type of thing. Makes sense. Um, and yeah, you wanted to talk about the star stock added. Uh, well, we have another grading company, SG- SGC. Talk about that. Yep. So I really like SGC uh, slabs. I just, I just like the look of them. They have the black border on the card. It makes the card really pop. Uh, They are, we discussed in the pre-show, they are getting uh, a little behind with processing just like the other two PSA and BGS. But I think, you know, sites like Starstock adding them as an option uh, is, is just good for the market in general to have a third uh, a popular grading company. Um, I would assume StockX is probably pretty close to adding SGC cards as well. Um, and, and StarStock is very similar to Comp C. They've only been around for a couple months, but it's 
I believe it's some of the guys from, from FanDuel uh, started Starstock and it just has a more up-to-date feel like the website feels almost like FanDuel. Um, Comsi, like we talked about is great, um, but their kind of their system and, you know, user interface is kind of antiquated compared to today's stuff. Um, so I'm excited to give them a, a shot. I have several hundred uh, just base rookie cards that have just been sitting here. I'm going to send those out uh, this week or next um, and just start building an inventory on Starstock and try to start uh, uh, flipping into into bigger cards. And what are we hearing as far as uh, as far as shipping times there? Um, the graded cards, I think they'll have up within a couple days. Uh, uh, non-graded cards, I've seen some guys say it takes just about a week or a couple weeks at the most. Um, so pretty reasonable. All right, fair enough. Uh, we shall move on. And we're going to close out, actually. Uh, we're going to show off our cards in a second as far as our mail day. Uh, I do want to remind you guys, uh, much appreciate you guys watching. Uh, like, subscribe, the whole deal. Leave a comment. Again, leave comments. Talk about what we were talking about. Expand on that conversation. Uh, tell us what you guys want to hear in a future show. Be good times for sure. Uh, once again, uh, use the promo code GRINDERS, G-R-I-N-D-E-R-S, to get 20% off your first subscription payment to sportscardinvestor.com. That is the uh, you would get the market mover tool that we've been showing off throughout the show. Uh, with that, of course, before we step aside, we want to show uh, Mail Day, a feature card, and uh, well, we talk about the foreshadowing. Simon, you're betting first. Who are you showing off? Yeah, I've uh, I've been making fun of him for almost the whole show, but I just got <laughs> a uh, a 2019 uh, redemption Drew Locke back. Uh, he's a contender's optic card that I got a redemption. I bought a redemption card off of. Uh, uh, eBay not too long ago, a couple months ago, I was waiting on it. Didn't see any movement on Panini when I tried to uh, get it redeemed. And I sent them a strongly worded email recently and got it moving. I saw it going through the system. And uh, then finally this week, I saw it traveling. So I, I got it yesterday in the mail. I opened it up. Card looks great. Perfectly centered, uh, at least to, uh, to me, it looks perfectly centered. The edges and corners look good. It'd be worth uh, actually sending in to get graded, to be honest. But uh, it's in one of those encapsulated uh, cases. So I'm not sure if I want to crack that open and send it in. I'm kind of debating on it. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a nice card and uh, it's, it's worth a decent amount too. I bought it All for right. about 200 It's probably worth about uh, 350 last time I checked, something like that. There you go. And you just, earlier in the show, you said that's an outrageous price because you can get all these receivers for much cheaper than much more talented. <laughs> exactly. So I can sell this card and buy some uh, OBJ uh, uh, National Treasures cards. Let's not give up on Glock just yet. He's still uh, young, I suppose. <laughs> He's still got a chance. Uh, Josh, yeah, you got sure. a pair of cards. Who are you selling to us? Uh, yeah, this was uh, my first PSA sub that has finally come back after about six or seven months. Uh, one, Both cards I pulled myself out of uh, retail product. Uh, first one was a Luca rookie out of threads. It's a dazzle parallel. Um, came back a nine. Was a little bummed about that, but the nine still sells for like 150. But uh, the PSA 10 is like nearly 700. Um, the card actually looks really good. Um, so it might be one that I crack out and either resubmit to PSA or give SGC a, a shot to see if I can get like a SGC 9.5 or SGC 10. Um, and the other one was a tray base Donruss. Um, that was, uh, I only sent in a few cards and this tray card was the one, uh, the one I got back as a PSA 10. Um, and tray stuff's really hot right now. So it was great timing uh, to get, to get that back right now. Why is he hot? I'm curious because, of course, Atlanta's not a part of the bubble. They're not a part of the 22 teams. What, why, why do people want Trey Young at this point? Like, I understand that's, you know, I, I don't prospecting know. That's a good the future. Question. Okay. I, I was a little surprised to see him spike so much. Um, I'm probably still going to hold it, even though they, it is spiking. I just I think he's good long-term. Um, so I'm, I'm not really, I don't need to, to flip it right now. Fair enough. Uh, I found it. I know we, I know we don't play along, but <clears throat> I'm going to play along because I found this card just lurking in my house. 
uh, you're gonna, uh, this is going to date me as, as well, too. Well, I didn't buy it in this current year, but uh, I found I have, I'm holding it in my hands, but I'm really the Dev, Devin, our producer, our fabulous producer, is uh, showing it off on the screen share. I found an 84 85 Clyde Drexler star basketball chopper. He played for the Houston Rockets. If you're interested, slide into the DMs. I only charge you like 8x market value. Uh, I'm sure you can handle it. Pretty nice corners as well, too. It's a pretty sweet looking card. And uh, it's my understanding that star basketball only made like 5,000 cards per back in the day. And uh, the story I remember, at least, uh, somebody Google this. I don't know if this is true or not. It doesn't matter either way. We'll just throw it out there. But uh, fact check it. Uh, I think they, they sold them in team bags. That's the way it went to, as far as star basketball back in the day. And you just buy yourself a bag of the Bulls. You buy yourself a bag of Portland. And I think they didn't sell very well. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's a beautiful looking card. I think it's worth like 100 bucks or so, give or take. I have to get it graded. Maybe get some more. But uh, I'm excited about it. When I found it, I was like, oh, it's not the rookie. It's a second year. But there you go, Chopper. Slide into the DMs. Clyde Drexler is all yours, or we can just trade straight up for your card. What you want me to? You want me to pop open my mail, Dean? You ready for it? What do you have for me? Oh man, I'm not even sure. I, w- I don't even know what I have here, but I got. I, I get. I get a lot of stuff. I just throw it on the floor and I open it when I get time. So I got <laughs> one here. I'm, I recognize the name. It's a guy from Twitter. So here's the thing about it is. You know, I noticed right away those eBay fees. Oh, buddy, they can they can tear you up. So I started getting into the social media more. Some guys go to Instagram, uh, Facebook, or whatever. But I found Twitter has a really nice, a huge actually a huge audience of guys you can buy and and trade and sell with. And um, as long as you're doing PayPal goods and services, it gives you some protection to get rid. You won't get ripped off, and you skip all the fees. You skip a lot of those fees, man. You know so. So I got a lot of that stuff. I got a package here. First off, Dean, when, when I'm opening up my mail, you got to wear the gloves these days. Oh, you want, I love it. Because <laughs> you don't want this coronavirus all over the mail, man. I don't know if the mail lady had or if the guy doing the card had it. So I got the gloves on. To be fair, so, you were wearing the gloves pre-corona, though. Is that – I would assume. Oh, for that- sure, for sure. <laughs> I don't mess around with all this, uh, you know, ripping the stuff up. I got this handy little knife. I just – Slice through that real quick and easy like that. Bam. Oh, now let me see what this guy's got. Get that out of the way. So this is not a bad packaging deal. It's just one roll of painter's tape on here. But some guys, they're, they're just ridiculous. They put like 50 pounds of painter's tape all over your cards. I don't know, guys. I've only been in this thing for a couple months, and I know there's a better way to do it than that. So we got we to gotta get that worked out. Let me see what I got here. Oh. The worst is when they use uh, packing tape and wrap. Oh man, just bubble wrap stuff. with packing tape. It's impossible hey, to get those open. I got some good stuff here. Dude. What do you? Do you have any idea what's in there? No, I did, but it's all coming <laughs> back to me now. I got this. My, I can't even see it okay. because of that yeah. backdrop thing. It's messing with your backdrop now. Yeah. What, Michael what Porter, it is. Michael Porter Jr. Green Prism from 18, 2018. That's nice. I got a couple, actually three, Vlad Guerrero PSA tens rookies. Nice. Those are nice. And then this one right here was the one I was really interested in when I got the deal. I got, we did this deal about a week ago, week and a half ago, and then he finally got the package to me. But I don't know, you can't see it, but it's a Luis Roberts gold border on his tops rookie card. For some reason, Luis Roberts just spiked in the last three days, just went crazy. So I bought this for like a hundred bucks. I don't know. I'm very curious to see what it would be selling for now because there's a lot of weird prices going on on some of these, some of these guys, and I'll be very curious to that. But that one, that one looks really nice from my, my naked eye right here. So Chopper, he homered, and uh, I think a couple times three days ago in the intra squad game. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's something that would spike it, but just worth noting that could have been it. I don't know. I mean, the thing I, I said earlier, but these these uh, young. MLB players, they come, they, they have a, like a week and a half of, they spike everything. And it's, there's so many good young ones. And uh, I guess it was just his week, but I, I caught that card right before the big spike. So I got lucky on that one. And uh, actually think he's going to be a good player though. Yeah, he's got a lot of buzz coming in obviously as well too. Uh, before we go, I'm curious. Uh, we talk about all these cards, you know, a lot, a lot of them have been priced up of late. Uh, you're an Astros fan that I know for sure. Uh, are the Astros like players you can get on the cheap right now because they're not necessarily America's team? Because people, no, I mean, not really. I haven't seen much of a decline. I, I try to get some. I get. I try to get as many nice Astros as I can for my PC personal collection, and uh, I haven't seen uh, a lot of uh, drop off there. 
there's some really nice Jordan stuff out there, but it, it's it's costly, so you, you're not getting much of a discount, to be honest with you. Yeah, I thought it might be built in, but I guess not. So much for that. Uh, all right, we got to go. Uh, much appreciated, everybody, for joining the show. Uh, oh, let's do this. Uh, get your social out there. Simon, tell me your social. We'll go around the horn, Josh. And then, uh, yeah, well, Simon, you go. Then Josh, you go. And then Chopper. Uh, social, it's at Yeti Boom Films on Twitter. And I'm lurking usually in the <laughs> RG Discord sports card channel. Josh? Yep. So Twitter, uh, Saki21, and I'm on Instagram and YouTube as well under uh, Saki Collects, all one word. And I pop in from time to time on the Discord as well. Chopper? So the thing is, is uh, I got my regular uh, Twitter, you know, you add head Chopper, pretty straightforward. Yeah. But I created another Twitter account just oh. to do the cards because I love uh, talking cards or, or and. I got, I'm following a bunch of people who do cards, buying and selling. So uh, that one is at chop, C-O-C-H-O-P-P-A-H, choppa, C-H-O-P-P-A-H, one, six, one. Really? Was all these like, was choppa with only one P taken? Yes. I swear, <laughs> I swear to you, that's what was left. That's, I mean, Twitter is really blown up. I don't know if you know this, Dean, but it's pretty, pretty popular format. There's a lot of stuff. But yeah, so it's C-H-O-P-P-A-H-161. Just in case you want to follow that one. That's nothing but cards, man. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll buy, I'll buy a lot on there too. If you got anything to sell, hit me up on there and uh, we work a good deal. I'll always do it. Have you created a list that I can steal your list, a, a bunch of people to follow from a from sports car perspective? Uh, not a list, but if you just look at the people I'm following, it's nothing but people who are do the same thing. They buy, sell, and trade. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Chopper, I'm going to go ahead and chop up C-H-O-P-P-A-H-161. Is that correct? Dude, I, I'm not lying to you, Dean. I, my, the original one was C-H-O-P-P-A-H-16. Right? That's what I was going to do. There's so many. There's so many names. They added the one for me because the ones, all that with the one six wasn't enough. They added that an extra one for me. So yes, I, I had to do it, Dean. I had no, no other choice. With with that, we thank everybody for watching. Uh, much appreciate the the viewership, uh, the interaction, and in, in the chat, uh, the likes, the subscribes. Uh, Simon, thank you for Josh for Chapa one six one. I'm Dean. This was Sports Cards. We're Rotor Grinders. We're out of here. Holler. <laughs>